that's why I said to her, I really don't think it fits there, but I'm open to it. I mean, it's not the first time you've heard that either. It won't be the last. Oh, oh. Oh, uh, welcome to episode two of Ramble Report now. Yeah, we're going to introduce it correctly this time. Yeah, so a yeah. bit of background story on that. The first time we came up with motor mouth, it was already taken. Uh, we quickly discovered that after some, I guess you call it post-humus research. Uh, post, post-humus, I mean, we're not, we're not quite dead in the water just yet. But Rama, motor mouth is dead. And from the ashes does rise Ramble Report. Although I have found out that our logo is very, very similar to another podcast, uh, My Favourite Murder. What the hell is My Favourite Murder, Andrew? It is a serial killer podcast. Oh, I can see. I, how, I can see. How, yeah, because the cutout news. I am going to show you the uh, artwork, and it is comically similar. <laughs> oh, for God's sake! Do you know how long I spent doing that logo? I know. Yeah. It, so it is true that what they say. There are no original ideas anymore, and you will oh, plagiarize people it. by mistake. Six billion people on Earth. What are you going to do? Six billion people on Earth, and you're going to come up with the same ideas eventually. I mean, there's seven billion now. Oh, really? Great. But what are we discussing today, Gary? We're going to talk about UFOs and Uh the existence of extraterrestrial life. Oh, the alleged existence, because who Mm -hmm. knows? We don't. No. Not yet. Until the US government actually swears that they have have held extraterrestrial secrets. And I think Trump's actually said that he's going to divulge the secrets at some point. See, that's the first thing I'd do if I became president. I'd be like, okay, I don't care about foreign policy. I don't care about the nuke button. Take me straight to Area 51. I want to know what's going on. But I think there's a lot that goes on in the government that the rest of the uh, government doesn't actually have any awareness or... Yeah, that's a good point. ...exposure to. Because there's such levels of secrecy within the government that they're kind of unaware of everything else the other departments are doing. So if there are secrets at Area 51... Like, from what DARPA are doing and stuff like that. I could fully believe that the FBI, the NSA, you know, the president have no clue what's there. Yeah, so I was talking about this to uh, someone I know. And I said, I think when you get a president, they are in charge of a very small percentage of what actually goes on. The rest of it is administrated by people who are given autonomy by legislation that many people don't know exists. So, like, the CIA, for example, yeah, I think that plays very much outside of the box of what the president is uh, in the know of. No, oh, no, 100%. There are some activities that they're up to that... The, because the CIA and all of these government institutions in America kind of per, persist beyond any given president's term. Yeah. So, like, you know, a president, if, they have a, if they're a good president or they're a popular president, um, they'll be in term for, like, eight years. Um, whereas the CIA and things like it have been going far longer. Yeah. And they will continue to go far longer than any single president's legacy. Yeah, so when you get a president, or indeed a prime minister, in our case with the um, secret service we have, their jobs don't end when the president does. And I think they have a lot of things going on that the president probably isn't aware of. And I think that does tie into the Area 51 thing. 
And I think because of that concept and because of the idea that the CIA or whoever is in charge of Area 51 has autonomy, they seem to believe that there's, it's plausible that they could have some kind of aliens or UFOs there that maybe even the president isn't aware of. And that makes people think like, oh, maybe we can raid it. You've heard of this recent thing, haven't you, where people have signed a petition on Facebook or the made group <laughs> yeah, it's where they want it's to gone, raid Area 51. It's gone very viral and there's yeah. several people who've signed up for it. Well, when I say several people, it should be uh, noted that it's several hundred or thousand. I, I'm not even sure what the number is currently. This was, you know, a couple of weeks ago now. It's people. When, you know, when I was looking at like the member group on it, like, some that like, the average person is going is like not equipped at all to deal with the level of security that's probably there. Like I'm oh, pretty sure it's a shoot hundred kill it's, on it's, sight it's, policy. Well, I think the problem is that what people don't seem to realize is, oh, they're 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 like you know we're citizens. They're not going to kill us. But oh. what they don't realize is that. I mean, okay, America's probably the worst example, but, you know, police are trained to deal with people and not harm them. Soldiers are trained to kill on sight. They're trained to you uh, cannot, neutralize. Yes, they so neutralize a threat. That can either mean one or two things. It can mean incapacitate or kill. Yeah, but, so... But at a certain point, it's synonymous. If yeah. you incapacitate someone and they're dead... Absolutely. Incapacitated. But it's, it's the difference between a soldier and a policeman. Although the police do have cause to kill people... They are trained to neutralize a threat without causing serious harm, whereas a soldier is not taught such restraints. So the fact that they're planning to storm Area Fifty One in the face of these soldiers, which the U.S. government has already said, yeah, please don't do that. We will have to and like fully, you know, these soldiers that are going to be there, and probably more soldiers that anyone actually expects are going to be there, with you know a machine gun, and they say. If they start running towards this restricted area, like, what are they supposed to do? If you're a soldier in that situation, if you saw loads of people raiding, like that's the that's the exact terminology they used on Facebook was raid. Yeah. And if you look at the historical etymology of raid, it means to violently um, attempt to overthrow an area and yeah. control it and loot it, like whatever is in there. And that's what they do. They want to see what's in Area Fifty One. They don't might not necessarily want to loot it, but they want to know what's going on. That's an aggressive. It's an act. aggressive maneuver, yeah. That's like that's essentially like declaring war in a way, uh, to raid somewhere. I don't think they really understood what they were saying when they said raid. Uh, that's the nearest thing they could think of, but yeah, it's a bad idea. But I'm very interested to see. Excuse me, if they're actually going to go through with it, I don't think they will. I think some people crazy enough might, but I think they'll get shot. But what we're talking about today is what do we actually think is in Area 51 and what do we think about aliens and UFOs in general? So I'll let you go first, Andrew. Like, what is your perception of the human attitude towards aliens as it is now? And do you yourself, from the information that we currently have as laymen, believe that aliens and UFOs are real? I think it's one of these things. There's a lot of unexplained... Um phenomena in the world so one of the best examples is probably Mohenjandar in Pakistan and in India in the Indus Valley you know the border between India and Pakistan there's an area there which is like there's a huge crater which looks like the result of a nuclear bomb and there's actually elements that have been like turned into glass like it requires such a huge level of heat to burn things into glass that you kind of think was a nuclear bomb dropped here and you look at the Hindu epics of like the uh 
you know, the gods rode chariots and dropped bombs from the sky. They weren't called bombs, of course, but they were like these divine weapons dropped from the sky chariots, which kind of think, all right, so there was some sort of craft that dropped something from the sky. That seems a bit weird, given that we now have exactly the same thing that can, with that capability. And it's more the fact that, like, the ancient world seemed to have access to technology we can't fully wrap our heads around even now like you know there's jars that are basically chemical batteries they had like electricity in the ancient world they're just chemical these jars filled with a chemical that produced a charge and it's kind of you like where did this knowledge come from i mean i'm sure there could be a perfectly rational explanation for that but you know if you're caught between the divine or the extraterrestrial you know you want to add more towards the extraterrestrial um, which could be given divine status. Our idea of religion and God could be this otherworldly being that visited the planet. So, I've seen a documentary. Well, the thing is, like, before I get into this, I'm going to say the source of the documentary. It's the Discovery Channel. The Discovery Channel is such a bizarre channel. Once upon a time, the Discovery Channel had credibility as being a reliable source of historical information. And for some weird reason, like in the mid two thousand to like two thousand and three to two thousand like ten, it kind of went towards aliens and like like UFOs for some reason, and I started bringing people onto the show who were allegedly experts. And I'm doing the finger quotation marks when I say that. Yes, alleged experts who were talking about aliens and extraterrestrials and UFOs and thinking, where do they get these people? But there was one documentary on the Discovery Channel, so take it with a grain of salt, that talked about these murals from an ancient civilization, I think it was the Mesopotamians, that depicted flying objects that were capable of firing like a, some kind of um, projectile. Right, yeah. And th- there was this city that had this lens, like a magnifying glass that could magnify the sun and fire a laser at something and set it on fire like a giant magnifying glass yeah that could set catapults on fire i can believe that i can believe that's a thing but if you it would take ages though wouldn't it if you fire like a magnifying glass that's huge made of glass it would take a while before it did any damage before it started burning shit i don't know maybe it'd be less i don't know no one's trying i think mm, i I don't know i think but the point of the documentary was that it looked like a laser beam from a ufo yeah and i was thinking it's probably not it's probably it's probably not like i'm a very skeptical person when it comes to people claiming aliens are real and like the ancient civilizations were made by aliens because i just think that the way you interpret a piece of scripture or art is up to you like that could just like the romans when they came up with their scripture that you might think what they see in the air is a ufo but i could just easily think it's something they think like they could be depicting a god but they're just depicted in a certain way that we think in our heads look like a machine because we don't know any different to them it could just be something they know doesn't necessarily mean it has to be a ufo but it would be cool if it was don't get me wrong i really want to believe that ufos and aliens are real it's Mm. such a cool thing to believe in and you know but it's it's difficult isn't it when you when you when you when everyone else is so skeptical as well I think it's a difficult concept to kind of, because we've spent so long without any kind of public um, sort of um, address on the matter, that 
you know, politicians kind of skirt the issue or they don't kind of give a, give it the media attention that it maybe deserves. And it's kind of like, if there are or there aren't, and whether or not, whether that, and there's two, there's two separate questions here, whether or not mankind has had contact with extra, extraterrestrials and whether or not extraterrestrials exist. Now, I'm firmly in the belief that the likelihood is, if you believe in an infinite universe, that there's a chance that there's life out there. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Whether or not mankind has come into contact with it or not, that's a different matter. However, the US government hasn't really helped matters by having this secret area in the middle of the desert called Area 51. And several politicians, when addressed the issues, they're kind of like, oh, we don't know. The thing is, when you talk about politician, like a politician in America is someone who's lobbied to become a part of Congress. They probably know as much as we do. They are usually laymen. Like I use laymen in the term of knowing of aliens. They these politicians don't necessarily have access to really secret government shit, unless they're like involved with the CIA. Even then, they don't hire politicians to be a part of it because that's a different type of body. No, absolutely. So if you get a member of Congress who knows about aliens, that's very bizarre. Like if you said to a member of Congress, "What's going on in Area Fifty One?" The likely chances they don't know because that's not the shit they deal with. They're just trying to pass legislation through. It's like going to a judge and going, or one of our MPs and going, what do you know about MI5? They're like, I don't fucking know, because I'm an MP. I'm just here to help my local borough. But um, I think the issue with, with like, when you said earlier, um, an infinite universe, like, because... I did a bit of research on how humans came to be. Like before we go into like aliens and like intelligence of aliens, because an alien can be many things. It can be a thing in a flying saucer, which could suggest intelligence. Obviously, it does because they built it. That would suggest an intelligence similar to ourselves, where we can manufacture equipment. Yeah, we we are which, capable of engineering. Which kind of deals into the topic we discussed last time: artificial intelligence. Kind sure. of emulating our own intelligence. Like, if that has the same level of intelligence as we do or higher to create things, that's an alien. But it could also just be a microorganism on Mars that's like uh, like bacteria. That's an alien. Yeah, it's extraterrestrial life. That's technically an alien. Yes. But what we what people talk about when they, when they mention aliens is essentially sentient creatures who are capable of their own kind of speech and engineering. Yeah, speech and technology, and basically like a parallel... Little green men, basically. Yeah, little green men. a parallel to ourselves, but in space. Yeah. And I think... I've been researching just how much of a staggering miracle the human mind is. Like, the, the mathematical probability of us coming into existence with this level of consciousness is absolutely staggering like the chances of us existing now are close to a miracle the way we evolved yeah i mean they they call it the 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 place the planet is in now is called the goldilocks zone purely because it's just right and it's an incredibly difficult distance to be away from a star to actually have the correct conditions for what we define as you know a sort of an organic life form civilization yeah, but it's it's more specifically like a carbon-based life form, because obviously there's there's examples of you know sulfur-based um, organisms, but for a planet to actually be in what we we dubbed the Goldilocks zone, it is actually such a careful balancing act, and the chances of that all these like variables coming to being must be like in the zero point something percent I've read, 
that it is close to what we would perceive as a miracle. And that's why a lot of people believe in God, because they think, how can it be possible that we're the only planet that we know of that have these super intelligent organisms who can create uh, technology that is far beyond anything, any, any other species that we know of can create. And if there, because there are billions of other planets out there, it does to me suggest that it might there, there is a chance that there is another planet out there that has the same kind of intellect that humans do for a species, where they can think coherently, have conscious thought, have abstract thought, and they can create stuff. Like I'm willing to believe that somewhere in the universe, on a mathematical, uh, from from a math mathematical perspective, that is they do exist. Yeah, and I think that's the kind of rational kind of belief that most people hold that. You believe in if you believe in the infinity of the universe, you then believe that infinite possibilities. Yeah. Given infinite possibilities, obviously the odds would then kind of say, yeah. yeah, there's probably a few planets in the world that, sorry, the few planets in the universe that managed to actually fit the pattern um, for intelligent life, or that what we dub as um, what we dub as the pattern, because there is a strong chance that, you know, regardless of what we perceive as life. Um, there could be a chance that you know we could find like silicon-based life forms in the universe or uranium-based life forms. Like there could be an in a number of possibilities as to what can be defined as life. We're just kind of focusing on carbon-based life, which is what we are. But just because a planet to us would be entirely hostile to inhabit doesn't actually necessarily mean there are no organisms on that planet. I think it's impossible. That there are no organisms on another planet somewhere in the universe. Yeah. There has to be some life form of some kind, be it whatever the fucking shape it wants. It has to be. Yeah. Because where there's water, there's life. But again, that's your notion. That's your current notion of life. Water doesn't actually. That's the, water is required for our notion of what life is. But water doesn't necessarily dictate that that is required. That is a requirement for life because it could be a being. Okay, just our perception of life. Yeah. Sure. Right. Yeah. So there might be other variables that create life, other 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 sources. So. Yeah, it, it, to me, it just seems very unlikely that there is no other forms of life somewhere out there in the universe. There has to be something, even if it's a tiny blob of goo, that's like. It just absorbs nutrients, but it's alive in some way. That to me is an alien. It doesn't matter what it looks like to me. If 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 if, if, if on the BBC tomorrow if there's some news that comes out saying scientists have found evidence of a of a bacteria on Mars, that would be like shit. That's life. That's literally life alive. That's some kind of alien life. That would be really cool to me. But what would be more cool, obviously, is seeing a UFO. Because that would suggest sentience, beyond Absolutely. sentience. That would suggest abstract thought, and that would suggest engineering and ingenuity and civilization. Because you can't build that without a civilization. You need yeah. infrastructure. Yes. In multiple things coming into that, so that can exist. Which I want to be real, and many people do, and that's where you get all these people claiming they've been abducted. Speaking of being abducted, have you seen uh, the latest? Apparently there is a man in Florida that is now offering abduction insurance. From aliens? <clears throat> yeah. 
Alien Abduction Insurance. Um, he has clarified that this is indeed a joke, and it's $25, which, you know, bargain, right? Um, but it also requires the signature of an alien to indeed confirm you have been abducted. Is that, is that a geopolitical thing you're trying to make? Like, abducted by a legal alien or an actual alien? An actual alien. It's just, he started it as a joke. Right. So, on the topic of abductions, there are many people in America... Thing is, like, you only hear about it from America, don't you? People being abducted. I don't hear many stories outside of America of people being abducted. No, you're not wrong there. Like crop circles and all that shit. You only hear of crop circles in the very like rural parts of America. I've never heard of any crop circles anywhere else. Oh yeah. I mean, I'm not saying there aren't any there. I'm just saying you only hear of the ones in America, and you only hear of abductions taking part in America. But then again, is that not just because we've only got access to sort of Western media and like maybe, maybe. English-speaking media? Maybe, yeah. Because I, I would but guarantee there's people in like you know the Far East and Russia and you know Central who claim Europe to be abducted. Who yeah. claim to be abducted? Sure, I'm not disputing that. But like all we hear about is American abductions. So, and a lot of these people who have been abducted kind of created this. It created the whole probing thing, didn't it? Because someone at some point claimed they were probed. And the aliens did some kind of experiment on them and they put a probe in them. That they probed them. I don't know what that means. Probe them. They probed them for what? Yeah, it's it's not clear what they kind of think the aliens want from us either. Like You'd think if they knew us they would know what we're made of. They don't need to abduct people. No, and it's not clear what these people kind of... You think they've abducted many people by now thousands of years ago? Rather than, like, currently. Why would they abduct people now? Still. Like, what do they have to learn? If what they couldn't have learned hundreds of years ago. Well, yeah, exactly. Unless they didn't have the technology to have space a hundred years ago. Spaceflight hundreds of years ago. And only now they have spaceflight. And only now they have the technology to reach us. But why would they be abducting multiple people at once? Surely one human could tell you enough about what they need to know. Unless they're trying to diagnose multiple things or they're trying to understand multiple facets of us. But it's not, yeah, it's not, fuck knows? it's not clear what people think they're trying to learn from our biology. Maybe it's just curiosity. Maybe they're just trying to learn. They, they could be doing a documentary. That, that could be Louis Theroux, the alien in a, in a, in a UFO. Like they, <laughs> no, that would be, the that alien would... Louis Theroux doing a documentary on the human. That would be interesting, wouldn't it? Some sort of intergalactic uh, reality TV show. Yeah, we've, we've abducted the human. I don't know how I feel about this, but we're going to probe him now. My alien friend has asked me if I want to participate in the probing. I'm not sure how I feel about this. It's like, oh, I'm really going to do it anyway. I'm really excited today. It's the first time, you know, I've uh, worked my way up through the ranks and I'm finally <laughs> going to be allowed to conduct a live probing. We've been given permission by our Zinfraki brothers that yeah. we can do the probing yeah. <laughs> ourselves. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's weird. It's, it's strange, these people. You have to have a very specific kind of mind. But then, but then again, you think about it, like, it's not that strange because we think about... Um, whether or not we'd if we found an alien would we not try to capture it and experiment yeah, on it we would, yeah, we would, we would. do exactly the we same would, yeah. thing so the idea of an abduction in that people are actually returned safely in one piece is actually pretty cool it's like oh they got everything they need then and he's alive great we can barely do that are, we would not keep the alien alive we can barely do that like you've seen the um whatever is it, uh, the alien autopsy thingy <laughs> like 
No, our, our method of examination is, let's kill them and remove all their organs. And it's like, oh, they do it a much better way where they probe someone and leave them alive, if it is indeed a probing. You know, if it is indeed an extraterrestrial doing the experimentation. You really have to take these probing... With a pinch of salt, yeah. Yeah, bottles. Absolutely. Because like the, pe- the when you see the documentaries about these people who have claimed to be probed, you can always tell there's something a bit off about them anyway. They're usually very isolated people, probably mentally ill, who have these delusions and have these, um, maybe even hallucinations about aliens. Like, I've never watched a documentary or an interview with someone who's claimed to be probed who came across as relatively sane. They've always been a bit off. I think it does attract a certain kind of person when they talk about UFOs and being abducted. Like there is a certain like, like there's a certain attraction to being claimed to be abducted because there's a lot of attention that comes to you because there are huge communities out there who do strongly believe in UFOs and stopping abductions. Yeah. So when someone claims to be abducted, it does attract attention from somewhere at least. Yeah, you will get some airtime or like yeah, yeah, some level of attention. Even if it's very like sketchy attention from people who you probably don't want attention from. Is attention nonetheless. Yeah, but I think for some, yeah, that's what that's right as well. Like the people that are abducted by aliens are never like kind of, you know, paragons of society that the aliens might want to examine how these individuals operate. It's always kind of people on the fringe. Yeah. But then again, you kind of wonder that if you were an alien trying and you've been observing, these people probably would be the best to abduct because no one would believe them that they were abducted. Yeah, so the aliens obviously, if, if what you say is true, the aliens have some concept of fame and exposure. Mm. So they know that if they kidnap Tom Cruise and probe him and send him back to Earth, he's going to talk shit about probing and everyone's going to think he's insane. But some people are going to be like, okay, why is he suddenly talking about probing? Why has he suddenly lost his mind? For no reason. So the aliens are going to be like, oh, it's probably not a good I idea. Think, I think a few people have been wondering that for a while. <laughs> yeah, maybe Tom Cruise isn't the best example. <laughs> no, he's a bad you. example. He, that guy believes in Scientology. So if you, if you kidnap like... I he believes know. in aliens. He believes he has the soul of an alien. From Lord Xenu. That's it, Lord Xenu, yeah. Yeah. This fully believe. To be honest, is that any more crazy than... This is, this is a rabbit hole at this point. I was going to go off on a tangent about is it any more crazy than believing in Shiva... You know, it's, it's it's just a name for a god they believe in. It might not be as old as the uh, religion of Shiva surrounding it, but it's still, you know, it's still a name for a god. I would just think it's insane because it's, it's young. I'm sure when Christianity came about, people thought that was insane as well for like a couple of hundred years until it eventually found traction. But this is a complete... Tangent. Yeah, that's that's a topic for that's another a topic day, I believe. For another day, isn't it? Um, Tune in next week. Yeah, but yeah, Tom Cruise knows this. Um, Josh Brolin. Josh Brolin gets kidnapped. He claims he's abducted by aliens. People were thinking that was his fucking mind. But also, people were like, okay, why is he suddenly coming out with this? Why is he suddenly destroying his career by claiming he was probed in the ass by aliens? He can't be in a Marvel film ever again. So the aliens, put, yeah, like you say, if the aliens were real, they would probably go for people on the fringe who no one would believe. They probably have that concept. They probably know that no one would believe them if they said anything because they're not people who are usually trusted. Well, that's exactly it, yeah. Because we just see a hick, like a like a, a redneck, 
and we don't we don't believe him because we're just like oh it's just some fucking redneck who's gonna give a fuck it would have been interesting to find out beforehand whether or not there's examples of alien abductions in other countries yeah um, there are a few people in the UK who claims have been abducted but it's far and few between but it's mo- it seems to be mostly in rural America where these crop circles happen. And that, to me, is very suspicious. Not in terms of thinking aliens are real, but I think people in terms of very locality. easily manufacture that. Yeah, just in terms of locality. Yeah, it, it can't be that hard to make a crop circle if you have the technology, like a fucking lawnmower. But um, I want to believe aliens are real. I want to believe there is life out there, like a like a greater community we can be a part of one day. The truth is out there. <laughs> but I think I think these people are kind of willing to storm Area Fifty One. They're not going to find anything there because they're not going to get into Area Fifty One. No. Because but as soon as they get there, they're going to be met with armed response, and they're just not going to get any answers out of it. And I don't think we're ever going to get any answers from any government because they're not going to tell us. Because, I mean, if you were a government and you had access to this secret alien technology because you had a captive alien in your basement, <laughs> um, you're like, all right, we're going to let you live, but you have to keep coming up with ideas like, for us. If we're, if, we're, if we're super rational about this, in my opinion, which is uninformed in the context of Area 51, it's probably just a place where they're developing new technology. And if they let anyone in, there's a chance that the person they're letting in could be a spy who could steal it. So they just want to keep all the technology they have completely secret. That's the reason why it's completely inaccessible. Because anyone could be an informant. Any of these people storming Area 51 could be a spy for another country. Trying to steal information about technology. Yeah. And America, any country would do that. They want to keep it under wraps. Because Area 51 has such a reputation, that's why people are storming. I bet there's an Area 51 in every country. A facility somewhere where they're texting... Sorry, text testing new technology or new ideas that they don't want people to hear about. It's just Area 51 is a lot more airtime than these other countries do. There's probably one in England. There's probably a facility somewhere in the UK where we are testing new technology that no one has access to. Yes, that chemical weapons plant in Salisbury. Sure. (laughs) And you can't get in because if you did, you could be an agent or a spy, so they're not going to let you in. Or you could just be an idiot endangering yourself with information that you're not ready for. But the thing is, in America, again, they're probably given more airtime because a lot of the Western media is American. Um, or at least the English-speaking media is American. Um, there's also uh, Never mind Area 51, there's also the Denver airport, which has like huge bunkers underneath the airport. And it's like, they also have armed guards at these bunkers. Now you think... Why are there armed guards here? And it's like, what if we went down there? Jesse Ventura, of all people, tried to go down. He's like, what if I drove down here? And they're like, yeah, we're going to have to shoot you. And believe it or not, he didn't actually go down into the Denver airport bunkers. Now, like, that's brave new world shit right there. Like, what new world order kind of shit right there? Like, this huge, massive bunker underneath the airport with armed guards. Like, what? Oh, Alex Jones talks about that, the new talks a lot about the new world order and how there's a secret society who want to separate themselves and ingratiate themselves with aliens and other dimensional creatures. But again, that's a fucking rabbit hole. The guy's out of his mind. 
But um, when it comes to aliens, you, there is a certain level of like metaphysical this to it. Like there are dimensions that we that exist. So like these aliens could be not from another dimension, but a different kind of uh, physical dimension. Like we're right now, right now we're in a three dimension. Like we're three dimensional. Yeah. But if we like close the door to the kitchen, that becomes a fourth dimension. We don't know what's behind it until we open the door. It becomes an unknown. Like um. Yeah. And aliens don't have to be little green men. It could be just an. It could be an alien presence of some kind. It could be like a signal, or a virus. It could be any. Yeah, any. It could be an agency that the aliens have that they send out, and that's and that's alien life, but represented by technology that they have. Or some kind of ability that they have that they can communicate with us. So we can't necessarily confine aliens just to, like you say, carbon-based life. To us, maybe the aliens are so incomprehensible and so inconceivable that they come in a form that we truly have never even... We can't even begin to kind of comprehend. Yeah, it could be like a fart cloud. Which is like, it's kind of why I want to draw the parallel between extraterrestrial life and religion. Because again, you think about what a divine being is. It's a being that kind of defies any kind of definition or what we yeah. can wrap our head around. And the only thing we can do at that point is contextualize it as a god. Yeah. Because that's, that's our first frame of reference towards is to think then, of it as a god. But then maybe the idea of god is that he was an extraterrestrial being. Because god is effectively an extraterrestrial being because he doesn't live on earth. Yeah. So you think about... The idea of God could quite easily just apply to the same... I always think about this. I always think that if God is real, he is probably some kind of titanic alien capable of shaping planets. Some some kind of technology. Yeah, some sort of huge galactic being, you know, like a silver surfer or something. Yeah, some kind of like massive creature or... Or maybe it's just... Maybe it's not a God. Maybe it's a civilization that created humans. And the way it presented itself, we thought it was a god because that's the only frame of reference we have because we're very primitive. Like but then the belief, the belief, belief in God is is a primitive concept. No, but it's a very primal so concept. I disagree with that to some extent because if you if you think about it that way, if we were manufactured by an alien race, then they are still the creator, and by definition, our God is the creator because these beings are definitely yeah. superior if they have managed to manufacture. It's, it's the concept that we perceive them as a god that's quite primitive. I think it. I think it's. I think it's understanding what their powers are because we can view them as a god in the sense that they are a creator, but in yeah. terms of viewing them as all powerful, all knowing, and all seeing, maybe not. But equally, like, there could be a lot of. There could be a lot of beings out there that have manufactured other planets, other, other creatures, you know? Like, to us, they would be a god because they've created life and they have control over life. So that's essentially divinity, that's being a deity because you can control it. The but whole idea of that's the Lord, just how we contextualise it, though. The Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. Like, all gods arguably demand some kind of blood. Like, all gods demand sacrifice in some way. That's how we've always seen gods. Like, prayer... Uh, or sacrificing a human, for example, in more primitive cultures, a god always demands something in return for what it gives. Yes. But an alien might just create us and leave us alone. At that point, it might not be a god, it's just um, an engineer. It's a, it's a craftsman. It's a scientist, yeah. Like and a... it's an artist, it's a craftsman. It's not necessarily a god. 
it might not demand anything from us in return for its like favor it doesn't demand supplication because if, if we started praying to it, it would be like why is it doing this that's very interesting but i'm not going to give you anything because ultimately your prayers mean nothing to me yeah because i am i'm just a scientist yeah i'm just observing what's going to happen so yeah if god is real i like to think that it's probably just an alien or a civilization i think it's the most likely idea but i think from that from that perspective there's a lot of it would it would fill in the gaps in a lot of these religions yeah in terms of the technology they had access to the things they've seen like the idea the, because if you think about it as a high concept the idea of some of the gods that people have come up with are incredible like, but people have also come up with incredible concepts in fiction as well that are equally no, as but, impressive as gods but you, centuries after religion was ever a thing do you know any fiction but this from? yeah but what i mean is this idea has always been in people's heads that they can potentially come up with these amazing and outworldly beings but how, beings. how do we know that they are not in fact an observation rather than something made up we don't but like i say i'm a skeptic when it comes to these things like i'm always a bit iffy when it comes to people like claiming to observe anything that's divine or alien but you're right it is cool to think that these people in the ancient times perceived an ancient civilization of aliens as being gods. Because one thing that always gets me is the pyramids. How the hell did they build the pyramids with the technology they had at the time? They didn't have any kind of cranes, but they had pulleys and ropes. Men essentially pulling rocks and putting them into place, like boulders. But some of the shapes in a pyramid are very precise, like almost mathematically identical to each other in terms of dimensions. They have an incredible position in terms of the stars and everything as well. They're very specifically placed. Yeah, so when you get like a dimension... And it's not just the Egyptians, because obviously the Mayans and everything had access to this, like, you know... Yeah, so when you're a computer and you're making a shape, you get like 20 by t- 20 times 20 centimetres, and it's exactly that. That's precisely what you're going to get for that shape. Yeah. That's the same thing they had back then. Because people have been measuring these things. And these boulders... Oh, sorry. These, these, these bricks. These giant bricks that made the Mayan temples and the Egyptian temples. Were precisely the same on every single layer of the temple. Yeah. How did they do that? No, it's an incredible feat of engineering. However, they managed to however they managed to do it which is why there's always that kind of you know the whole idea that aliens built the pyramids and everything like that <laughs> but i think you think about like the um the sort of stereotypical logo of the illuminati or what's on the u.s dollar the pyramid with the eye above it it's a very odd piece of iconography where did that come from and you think tying that in with the idea that this engineering feat was centuries even millennia beyond what anyone has since been able to the fact that we can't fully comprehend stuff that happened in the ancient world shows how far ahead in some respects the ancient world was yeah because they build these things that were just so ahead of their time but maybe they weren't ahead of the time maybe they were exactly where they needed to be and they were just lost over time and we lost the ability to do that so we came up with something else yeah, it's like losing knowledge, so you're like, alright, we don't know how to do this. So we just have to do it again. We have to come up with it yeah. again, but it's different this time. 
We've forgotten how to do X, so we'll do Y now. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's when I think about like ancient Rome and ancient Greece, like I see these, these like archaeologists, they have these ruins and they kind of recreate them to how they used to look. And you get these most exquisite Roman and Greek villas from over 2,000 years ago that looked exquisite because of the dimensions that the archaeologists have predicted them to be. No, absolutely. Yeah, and suggested like... that because of the way they are in the ground, they were this high, they were this heavy, they had this ornament on them. And they were the so, such gorgeous houses these people had, these villas of marble and slate roofs and tiles and ornament and, and statues. This was thousands of years ago. And then for some reason they re- like I can't remember I can't figure the word right now, but they declined and went towards mud huts and like brick very very basic no, um, wooden houses. Like during the Dark Ages. Yeah, something happened from like when the Romans left the United Kingdom what was just called England back then, or just it would well no back then it would have been like a mixture of states like Mercia and all that shit. So when they left like um, what we would know as England, we abandoned the Roman way of living in favor of just barbarism and feudalism, and we entered the Dark Ages where it was people dying very young, like at thirty years old. Yeah. Whereas the Roman lifespan, a lot of the skeletons they found in ancient Rome were in their 80s and 90s because they had a much better way of living. They had hygiene. But I think, was it just not a way, like the preservation, the idea behind the preservation of knowledge? Yeah, yeah. So they had knowledge of hygiene. They had knowledge of um, Yeah, it was more about, as a society, they kind of did a good job of passing on the knowledge to the next generation. So they could live longer as well. Yeah, whereas... Yeah, so when they left England, they didn't leave anything. Yeah, that's the thing. They took everything with them. When they... Yeah, during the collapse of an empire. So only the generation they left knew how to live like Romans because that's what all they knew. Yeah. But their children didn't. Yeah, exactly. So they just had to... Make do, basically. And they, they died early because they didn't know shit. And then it took years to get back to a more stable point until probably about the 1500s where you get the Renaissance, where we rediscover these classical works of art, these classical ways yeah. of being, these like ancient Roman, ancient Greek. And it's a Renaissance. We're bringing it all back, but we're giving a modern twist to it. So then they live a bit longer. But you think that when this all happened, how did they reach that point in the classical time? But, did aliens help them? Did but, a good, a good example of someone who aliens might have helped would be Da Vinci, given some of his crazy inventions for the time. I think he was just a really smart dude. But it's like, but that's, it was like that, our Elon Musk. No, but that, but that's what was that's what we're saying. Like the idea behind this guy, who's you know, arguably centuries ahead of his time. You just get people like that though sometimes, don't you? And you may maybe, but in terms of the vein of conversation we're having, like. Are we sure that these ideas haven't come from outside or intervening forces? No, but... Like, uh, like I want to believe that's true because it's fucking mad. And if it is true, it is fucking mad. Like, if, if, if he's getting, like, transmissions from aliens to give him ideas of what to create, you'd think that aliens would give him a bit more advanced shit, wouldn't you? But, like, if he is getting them from... Yeah, that's very cool. But... It just seems so unlikely to me that Da Vinci received alien messaging or communication. 
I think he's just a really smart guy. Because you, you can be ahead of your time. Like, there's a lot of music out there that's ahead of its time. Like, there's some stuff from the 60s that's way ahead of its time. And you just think, what year was this released in? It feels like it's released now. But no, it's in the 60s. But yeah, I mean... There are certain things throughout history, you are right, that you just seem like, well, how did they do that? Like, how back then could they possibly comprehended how that even worked physically without some kind of assistance from someone who knew way better than them? Well, that's exactly it. It's kind of like, is there a grand um, intervening force that's kind of dictating all of this? Whether it's God or whether it's a alien or even just the, you know, the drive and ambition and ability of man. So you're thinking that an alien might be driving the way we progress, directing it accordingly. Well, yeah, we could be part of some, again, like you say, alien scientists grand plan where they're like, oh, I wonder what happens if we do this and they intervene in a certain particular way. They intervene with certain people throughout history. I mean, throughout history, we've always advanced in technology through necessity in war. Like, necessity... What was the source of saying? Uh, necessity... Something is... Oh, necessity is the father of invention. Yeah, that's the... Or the, the mother, of inven- mother of all invention, yeah. Yeah, so we, we invent things when we really, 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 really need them. Yeah, yeah. So we work overtime and we create these amazing things. Yeah, innovation Usually, is exce- usually yeah. nuclear bombs or something. Innovation is accelerated during times of war. Yeah, so when we're in war, we create these amazing things and... It does, I don't think the alien creates the war. I think that's just us. I think at that point, it is just us doing that. Uh, we create these amazing things because we need to, but who gave us the tools to do that? Is it just this very, it's just the basic human genome that gives us the mind to create these technologies, or is there some kind of outside help? No idea. That's what we're talking about today. We're just speculating. Like, well, obviously, we don't, we do not, neither of us firmly believe in the existence of aliens. We want to. And we're exploring what we feel, but I don't think I'm not, I'm not speaking for you right now, Andrew. But I don't think you 100% firmly believe that aliens are, are real. You want to? I think I'm of the sort of scientific mindset where I can either prove nor disprove them. So I'm exactly. kind of, I have so to give just, them the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, we have to give. It's too. We have to give them the benefit of the doubt. And we have to take it with a grain of salt because we we have no idea. It's just cool to think they're real. Like I really do want aliens to be real. But the chances of them being real, according to science, is very low. But it's also very high on the other end if you think about the infinite possibilities. Like it's neither low nor high. No, it's exactly. just probable in some description. Because if you have an infinite universe, there is no high or low chance. Everything has an equal chance to exist. Yeah, because I think if you give an infinite odds, then every... Uh outcome and possibility you know could it's probable yeah exactly yeah, yeah so, so i think it could be any idea however outlandish given infinite possibilities could be a reality yeah whether or not that is an alien who has designed an entire planet as one giant ecosystem whether or not that there is some sort of divine creature or being or sort of light beam out there that is kind of responsible for creating the vast majority of the universe because when you talk about like a god the basic kind of human 
thought is it? It's, like, it's not magical, but it's like, it's not scientific, is it? This God is like... like when we talk about divinity, we're, we're kind of talking about like... It's kind of like magic, isn't it? Like, it's not from science. It just exists and it, it has the power to make things happen suddenly. Like, a god can conjure a rainstorm with well, yeah, any kind it, of machinery. It kind of... It, it just clicks his fingers and a rainstorm It happens. contravenes our laws of, sort of, science, which says energy yeah. can't be created or destroyed, something can't be created from nothing, yeah. stuff like that. There's always, like, a law of equivalent exchange where... To put, you have to put energy and material into a system in order to get something out of a system. Whereas the idea yeah. of behind a divine being, like you say, it is it is, it is magic in the Clicks his fingers. Clicks his fingers. You know, you've got a, you've got a planet. You've got a, you've got a deer. You've got, you've got a tomato plant. You know. And like, if that was real, it would it would just shatter minds because, like you say, there, there are these there are these rules in place that the rules of like, the laws of physics that say we can't do that and to exist outside of that all I would be asking is okay God who made you? but we, don't we have that problem anyway with the Big Bang? like our idea like, behind why did the Big Bang happen? what was before where did, that? yeah because some re, some agents reacted to create an explosion but what was before that? exactly and what was before that? yeah and what was before that? yeah well that's the thing where did it all start? yeah exactly so it's kind what of what is the universe? Like, so the idea, why is the universe? that's why I'm kind of always sceptic about people saying they're atheists because yeah there's still no c- concrete explanation for the creation of the universe it's like saying oh the Big Bang created it it's like okay but where what did, is it exactly? Where did those chemicals and elements come from to create the explosion? They yeah, didn't come from it's, nowhere. It's mind-boggling, isn't it? It is, think, it is a hard concept. It really hurts your head when you think yeah. about where it came from. Which is why... like, and where did that come from? And, you know, the idea, I'd rather... Like, trying to figure out the answer to that is mind-boggling. And, like, I'd, I'm not even sure we'll ever, ever we'll have an answer. Know. So, the, to me, the idea that... You know, the, there might have been a god at that point in history, created whatever, and then left. I can fully get behind that idea. But who created him? Well, that's, again, yeah. That, well, I, how I see it is, like, if you keep zooming out all the time, if you zoom out from Earth, you'll get the solar system, and you get the Milky Way. If you zoom out from that, you'll get something else, and if you zoom out from that, you'll get something else, and if you keep zooming out, you'll get more and more shit. And eventually, if you keep zooming out enough, you'll get the universe. But what lies beyond that? Is it forever? Is this just reality? Is reality just endless sea of stars and planets and life and or not life? What's beyond that? Are we all just one thing inside something that lasts forever? Where does it end? Does it end? Can, is infinite possible? Is it possible to have infinity of anything? I think the concept can of, something go on forever. The concept of infinity is a difficult concept to wrap our head around as a per, like a human it's being. It's difficult to comprehend. I mean, we struggle enough like with numerical odds of things. Like you say, there's a you know like a three hundred and fifty million to one chance you're going to get struck by lightning. You know something stupid like that. Like you kind of think, I can't understand that. Yeah. Whereas it's a lot easier to say, oh, I better not go outside because so and so I know was struck by lightning the other week. And that, to you, despite the mathematical odds of you being struck by lightning, because you know someone who's been hit by lightning, you're like, ooh, better not go outside. Because we're not, 
we're not ra- we're not logical beings. We're emotional beings. So the idea that behind that, you can present us with all the scientific knowledge in the universe, but if there's no emotional response to it, we're not going to listen to it. Yeah. Whereas like, yeah, equally with like safety, car, like gambling and stuff. Like if you knew someone who won, like a thousand pounds or a thousand dollars at the casino. Because he had a system on a roulette table, you'd be like, "Oh, I've got a pretty good chance of winning," rather than thinking, "Actually, I've got a mathematical chance of." You if know, I follow his like uh, formula, I might, but I can't just go up there blind and think I can win. He obviously had a very like specific system in mind to win that. He didn't go in blind. He had an idea. He knows the rules. He knows the game. He knows the pattern. I think there are patterns in the universe that dictate life. Like there are car, there's carbon, uh, iron, zinc. All these things exist in building blocks of reality. Like yeah. there are planets out there that have the exact same minerals as we do. There's iron in Mars. There's fucking zinc, or I don't, know, I don't fucking know. There's just the 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 there are the basic elements on different planets. Like there are elements that exist on this planets that exist on other planets, and so far they've not found an alien element. They've not discovered a new element. I think they have discovered new elements, like, previously to now. And the problem is we're in 2019. They've discovered quite a lot from the asteroids and meteors that have crashed on Earth. So what have they discovered, then? I'm not entirely sure, but I'm confident that they've found, like, elements that maybe they hadn't seen before. But it's not to say they're not actually present on Earth. It could be that they're just present, like, deep, deep down into the core of the Earth. Right. Um... But, you know, they have discovered alien items from space in the sense of elements, like, or metals from asteroids. But whether or not, like, they have any practical use or purpose or, like, there'll be, like, trace minute amounts that they can't necessarily identify. So the universe is made up of these basic building blocks. And it'd be interesting to see if there is, like, a planet that has these completely foreign and alien elements that we've never even comprehended completely outside of our understanding of what the universe is made out of because it maybe just expands it's like an expansion pack for a game this is what we have so far and suddenly a meteor releases a patch and there's loads more minerals and stuff that we've never heard of oh absolutely so we start using them and suddenly our technology advances dramatically that would be cool but also, again, I can't get I can't get past knowing what's beyond the universe. Like, is the universe self-generating? Like, what's the word for Minecraft when it's just continuously generated? Continuously? Procedurally generated. Is that what the universe is? Just procedurally generated forever and ever and ever and ever? But then you think about the scope of the universe as well. Like, you think about the size of our galaxy. It's already big enough. And then beyond the scope of the galaxy, it expands for infinity. Like... What is, what, what is infinity as a concept? Yeah, like what does... The, there has to be an end to it. That's what... But the, yeah, that's it hurts the, your head when you think thing, about it. That's why it's difficult to comprehend. That's why I'm kind of dubious whenever anyone says there is definitely no God and there is definitely no aliens because there's a universe of infinite possibilities. I think it just goes on forever, dude. That's I what think, I mean. There's I a, think it's just... As soon as you think you've reached the end, there's more. Yeah, that's... And that's just it. It's just like... Yeah, it's just forever and that's it it has to be it's just a constant even if it's nothingness forever and then suddenly you find a planet after like a million years of searching through nothingness and then it goes on again 
That's kind of sad, isn't it, when you think about it? There could be an alien civilization out there that's so peaceful and so cultural and so philosophical and so intellectual, but it's so far beyond our reach. Even in a million years, we'll never see it because it's like a hundred billion light years away. We'll never reach it. That's kind of sad, isn't it? To think we'll never connect with this civilization. That's probably out there somewhere. This alien civilization that's full of rich culture and life and art and flaws and crime, just like we are, somewhere out there, but we'll never find them because they're just so far away. So far away, so incomprehensible. Yeah. And they're just yeah. it's just like a trillion billion. I don't mean light years, I mean years away. It'll yeah. take a billion years to reach them because of the infinite universe. Yeah. The only way we'll reach them is through like a fucking wormhole. So I think that's the idea that the idea that like there could very well be extraterrestrial life. There could very well be some sort of alien race or divine be there could be a group of angels in this bloody universe that's infinitely sized. Because why not? Why not? And have this technology like, that's far beyond anything we've even Beyond our under- beyond human comprehension. But we just can't reach them because it's the, so far away. They can reach us. So I, I think we can reach them. I think the most plausible um, explanation for religion is a being of is like a extraterrestrial race or beings that kind of have technology and power beyond our comprehension and obviously when yeah. you kind of when you find something that you can't comprehend you naturally fear it and, and then from through fear, fear becomes, comes reverence yeah you so are, you start yeah, that's you a very work. basic human thing and I could see that being quite a plausible thing plus in terms of the infinite universe I can't say for sure that there isn't something like that out there. There could be a race of anthropomorphic humanoids with wings. Yeah. That can travel like in beams of light, like angels. Like you know, why not? Who knows? Why not? So I think the idea that I don't I don't believe that necessarily there's any extraterrestrials in Area Fifty One. So I think what's going to happen when people try and storm it, even if they manage to somehow get past the armed guards, they're going to get down there and they're going to find lots of secret military research. It's going to be just research. Very secret data. Very secret weapon data research. Data that they're probably not going to be able to access. That's going to be on data files and computers. Or it's going to be very, very secret military technology research. Or just, hell, like, just like really, really high-tech jets. It's going or to be, bombs or something. That, yeah, it's going to be something kind it's of... Weapons. It's going to be something cool, but ultimately kind of... Yeah. Civilians can't use. It's like, alright. It's just a big bomb. Yeah, secret of, secret military base. It's a tank. Has oh. secret military oper- um, military research. It's a super Who drone. Knew? Oh. Yeah. Or it's like, there's a drone here that can turn invisible. It's like, that's pretty cool. But oh, it's not it's aliens. Really. Yeah, it's not an alien. Yeah. It's not it's not shattering to the point where it kind of up throws our comprehension of what we thought was real in the universe. There's a guy called it Bob Lazar or someone. Huh? Someone Lazar. On Netflix, who's released a TV show about aliens? I think it's, is it Bob Lazar? I'll just, let me just Google it for a second. It's something Lazar, and he talks about aliens at length. Like he says, he has all the secrets about Area Fifty One, but oh, you, you gotta take it for a great shit, a pinch of salt. You never know. Yeah, Bob Lazar. Clay is an American businessman, film producer, and pyrotechnician. But he's also a strong believer, a believer in UFOs. Area Fifty One details left out Bob Lazar's documentary. Let's have a look. 
So we basically talked about like flying saucers, the probability of them. Apparently, people have given Lazar permission to enter a spacecraft he was working on. Okay, a lot of weird stuff here, but... A lot of engaging content for an audio-based medium, yes. A lot of, a lot of strange things he believes in, but it's hard, yeah, exactly, we, are, we can't really tell our viewers what I'm looking at, it's just Bob Lazar claiming aliens. Um, not unreal, but he has secrets about aliens that he's ready to reveal. It's on Netflix right now, Bob Lazar's documentary. Okay. I might watch it later, but again, Area 51, it's, it's a very contentious point. I would never personally try to raid Area 51 because even if it doesn't have aliens in it, it has secrets that the governments are willing to protect. Yes, absolutely. And I'm not, I'm not tangling. enough, yeah. To I'm not tangling with that level of shit. Yeah, absolutely. Because if they want to protect something that much, who am I to fucking who? Who am I? They're gonna kill me. But there's, there's other conspiracies that people have signed up for as well. Because have you heard the um, planning to storm the Bermuda Triangle as well? How do you storm? Because 40,000 people are going to ride into the triangle. And die. That's what's going to happen. And it's like, I think the hashtag, it can't swallow all of us, is trending. And it, all of these things start off as jokes, but then there's I people... I bet it who, can. But then there's people who take it far too seriously. In terms of a government conspiracy, or some sort of like global conspiracy, I think that Mal- Malaysian Airlines flight that disappeared is far more interesting. Did that disappear over the Bermuda it's, Triangle? It's not over the Bermuda Triangle. It, it's just gone. It's just it's a plane that's gone. <laughs> like, I think the, the likely thing is it fell into the ocean. It got sucked under by a current, and it's just way too deep to find. And but, it, all the pieces get kept getting moved throughout the ocean. But the fact is, not really, not a trace of it has been found. It's not. It's probably has, just very deep under the ocean, dude. I mean, what, where it, else could it be? Some of it would float. That's the thing. It's like it's. There's got to be some of it. It's well, got to be sucked underneath the. Well, ocean. how about we discuss that next time? We'll do some research on this one because I feel like that could be a really interesting topic. It's just, when when people say that there's no trace of it. Yeah, it, there's only so many it things. It boggles your could, mind. Yeah. There's only so many things in the universe or the world that can render something completely absent. I think it'd be pretty fun to find out. Yeah. I mean, that plane went missing a while ago. The footballers on it or someone or other. That got shot down over Ukraine. Did it? If it's the one you're thinking of. Oh, there's another plane that sank and they didn't find it for a while. And there's someone on it. I mean, the ocean's so vast as well. It makes up most of the Earth. So I'm not surprised that no one's found any trace of it if it's landed in the ocean at some point like maybe it just got sucked underneath the ocean to a current and then hit the seabed and when i say seabed i'm talking about so deep underneath the earth and the ocean that we were reaching those kind of fish that are bioluminescent like the abyss of the ocean maybe it's there where divers can't reach you know where those fish are glowing i know i know which one you mean it's like the angler fish and everything it's like you're in space but underwater That terrifies me to no end as well. The idea of the depth of the ocean that we don't fully understand stuff on our own planet, never mind outside of our own planet. Yeah, something that's so deep underwater 
that we have no concept of what's under there. Oh no, absolutely. Because we don't have a technology to reach that. And yeah, it's completely and terrifying. It's frightening. Very interesting to know what's under the ocean, like under 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 the ocean as well. Not just very interesting to know. But like you say, a lot of people focus on what's outer space, but we don't necessarily spend enough time what's under the water. I don't think we've fully explored the Earth yet. I think there's still a lot of shit to find on our own planet, never mind another planet. But, like, if someone said to me, we've just found a new species of bird on Earth that has a beak made of teeth, it would be fucking weird. Oh, yeah. But I'd be like, okay. But if it was an alien, I'd be even more freaked out because that would, ex- that would suggest that it's possible to have alien life. Like, I could find the weirdest thing on the planet in, on Earth. Like, it could be like a half snake, half pig. That half exists man, in half the... bear, half pig. <laughs> yeah, it could, be that, it could be that existing in the Himalayas. Yeah. But yet, because like it's... a yeti or something. But because it's from you can, Earth... You're kind of like, oh, cool, something we've never seen before. But it's not an alien. But you can wrap your head around it because it just comes from our planet. Yeah, and scientists yeah. start dis- like dissecting it and rationalising it and saying, yeah, it exists because this is in it, it exists because of this and this and this. It's not an alien, though. It's not from a different fucking planet. That's what's truly fascinating. The idea of life surviving beyond the uh, confines of our own planet. And our perception, yeah. But that's the thing, the planets in our own solar system could be full of life, but they don't fit the definition of what... Um, what we perceive to be intelligent. Yeah. So, dolphins and killer whales, like, we don't perceive them to be as intelligent as we are, but by all accounts, dolphins and killer whales are extremely intelligent. Just not in the way that they can build a house. Or create a car. I said this on the last podcast, but there are many intelligent creatures out there they just don't live up to our standards of intelligence. And our standards of intelligence tend to be the ability to create and manufacture technology. Like creating, creating tools. Creating something from materials, yeah. Like if a chimpanzee made a spear. But I think that's the idea. That's maybe, maybe this is why we're so reverent to the idea of a god, because he creates things. We're very respectful of things that can create. Yeah. The reason, of, the reason yeah. we don't show a lot of compassion to other, or believe ourselves to be superior to life on this planet is because... We can objectively create things beyond ourselves. Yeah. Yeah, so when we perceive a god creating something, we believe he's like us. And we believe he's like him. We're created in his image so we can create. Exactly. But we can't perceive other forms of intellect beyond because the we don't put value in them. Yeah. yeah. If they can't create and therefore are not godly, they're not intelligent. But it's ridiculous. Like it is pretty. It's a confining thought. It's a very restrictive thought to have. Cause I, the yeah, like I said, there could be aliens out there who might not even have spaceships. But are just very intelligent in the fact that they can hunt very well, or they can communicate very prosaically to each other. Oh yeah. Or have some kind of musical tone, like an uh, like a tonal architecture that we're not aware of, and they're very intelligent. And they might not look human, they might look like giant blobs. But they're aliens, and they're intelligent. They just can't portray it to us. They can't express themselves the way we can. And I think that's what people are more interested in. Aliens who can communicate in their own language, and can build shit. Because they're like us. 
That's just us, isn't it, really? We build shit and we communicate with each other. That's what we consider smart. I think that's the idea. So, like, however intelligent alien life is, we're going to view it as inferior unless it has the ability to create. So there could be bacteria and stuff in space and people are like, oh, well, oh, well can it do anything? Cool, well. Yeah. Where they, they don't understand the implications that there is life outside of our planet. That's mental. And yeah, evolution is an important part of it as well because bacteria created us, essentially. Like, we evolved from a certain strain of, like, uh, DNA. Yeah. That then became like a fish thing, and then became like a lizard, that became a monkey, which became an ape, and all this bollocks. And there might be stuff out there that's at the very start of its evolutionary form, like aliens who are not yet formed or just amoebas. Well, yeah, exactly. Like it, it could be that we find life in space, and it's just at a point in its lifespan where it hasn't got to the stage where it's able to evolve beyond anything. Yeah, it's got to take a million years yet. To evolve into anything. Or maybe we'll have the technology to force evolution. That'd be cool. So where do we stand on the idea of UFOs? Still sceptical. Need more information. I want them to exist. But it's possible they do. Given that the universe is infinite. Allegedly. That would mean it's probable. But right now... I take any kind of sighting report or abduction report with a huge grain of salt until we find conclusive evidence. But I do want them to be real. I want aliens to be real. But I don't know. Do you feel like we're ever going to get to the point where we'll ever have complete conclusive evidence? Not in my lifetime. I no, I'd agree with that. I think it's going to take maybe a few more generations before we make contact with any kind of what we perceive to be intelligent aliens. I believe the most compelling argument that we've made contact is probably ancient religious texts because, you know, you think about the people who claim to be abducted. What do you, what do you have more faith in that potentially the ancient uh, residents of the Indus Valley had contact with extraterrestrial life or that, you know, uh, Jim Bob from, you know, somewhere in America was abducted one Friday night after he had a lot to drink? Yeah, it's always people who are very fucked up in time. But it's like, it's, it's what do you deem more believable is it is that is that any less believable than the hindus you know talking about the sky chariots dropping bombs you know and i I personally don't believe like i believe there should be some credence given to these ancient religious texts we're not just i'm not saying there is a divine being that is that they talk about i do believe there could be extraterrestrial life that they kind of describe because we, but the problem is we've got no way of proving or disproving it. Yeah. So I think it's just going to be one of those things that we're never really going to quite have the answer to. But I want, I want them to be real. Absolutely. It'd I would really love cool. for like intelligent aliens to be real. So we just talk to them. They can invite us into their community. We can just learn about their, their culture. And if they can get like spaceships to Pluto. And yeah, they can give us technology that could yeah. just like propellers a hundred years into the future or more thousands that'd be really cool I really want to be alive for that I really in my lifetime want to see some kind of contact with aliens I think I'd hope for that as well that would be really nice to see 
Right. Hopefully a peaceful one, not the one that will destroy us. Uh, I think most. I think so. more than likely it's going to be a peaceful one. Because humans, by nature, are very aggressive anyway. We're aggressive to each other. We're actually quite. Very we're angry. not aggressive to things that. We're not overly aggressive towards animals. I'd say we're more aggressive to each other. Than we're very territorial. Yeah, we're like territorial. if we consider something a threat, we'll try and kill it. Because we're just aggressive animals overall. Maybe aliens aren't going to be like. Maybe the aliens out there aren't aggressive because they're not primates. We are. We're apes. And apes are very aggressive creatures. But it, I think it depends on what they're coming from because if they're coming from. Like, if they've left their own world because it's falling apart, they might need to, you know, colonize a new planet. But. If they're just on an expeditionary sort of voyage or whatever, they'd be like, ooh, we found new life. Let's contact it and see what their, their, their whole deal is. And, you know, if it's one alien spaceship and maybe two guys get off, you know, two, two life forms get off, they're like, you know, they somehow learn English, they're like, or whatever language of the country they land in. They're like, hey, how are you doing? Well, we're, we're just checking out. We're from, you know, such a place. I don't think we'd perceive that as a threat. would be like, Huh, interesting. Whereas if it, like a full armada arrived, we'd be like, ah, oh, right, that's definitely a threat. <laughs> yeah, that is that's a threat. Great. But no, I think it'd be really interesting to see if we will ever make contact with aliens, but I don't believe there's any evidence of extraterrestrial life in Area 51. No. I think Area 51 is just a technology research facility. I think it's a DARPA research facility where they've got super secret military technology yeah and they don't want people to find it because they might sell it or they might inform their own country of it well exactly well this has been the ramble report for another week um i hope you enjoyed we will be back next week hopefully 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 and until then keep looking to the skies the truth is out there folks the truth is out. <laughs> I've said that twice now. I've managed like to get that in twice. I sound like a hack now. I sound like I'm on um. <laughs> the truth N- is out. Yeah. Like I'm on NPR. It's like, <laughs> and remember, folks, the truth is out there. Just take things with a grain of salt. Absolutely. Yeah.